It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. A winner is and, uh, he's a champion, a champion on the floor, a champion off the floor. He's a superstar. And, uh, you know, one day he might actually kick me off the trophy. Uh, is Bryce Cotton. Uh, the big announcement last night by our very own Andrew Gaze. Doesn't sound that pleased, Gaze. He's getting nervous, isn't he? Very understated. He's getting fantasy. nervous, Gaze. And it is with Bryce Cotton. His fourth time, of course, the NBL's best player, the MVP. 118 votes, 65 more oh. than his nearest rival, Chris Golding and Parker Jackson Cartwright. All three superstars in their own right. But... The best player I've ever seen in the NBL has been kind enough to join us on SENWA Breakfast. Uh, good morning, Bryce, and congratulations again, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Um, well, going into it last night, I'd love to get you know the favourites' perspective. Going into it last night, what were your expectations? I mean, everyone has said it was just a walk in the park for you to be the MVP. Do you still get a little bit nervous and a bit edgy amongst your peers when they're all sitting there and you're waiting for your name to be called? Um, yeah, like I, I didn't go into it thinking, you know, uh, it's a walk in the park, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, just, you, you never know what's going to happen. Stranger things have happened, but, uh, I feel like me, Golden and, uh, Cartwright, we all had, you know, pretty good seasons individually. So whoever would have got the award would have been deserving, but, um, yeah, it was nice to hear my name called. Hey, st- the whole team started a little bit, or had that section of six games uh, losing, in a, five games losing in a row, whatever it was, early season, and you were frustrated. I think the, the workings of the team wasn't right. It clicked, something clicked, you clicked, your scoring went to a new level, your performance went to a new level. Can you tell the listeners in the Wildcats Red Army what actually changed? Um, the biggest thing that I think changed for us is when we had that team meeting, um, I think after it was like that fourth or fifth loss in a row or whatever it was, and everybody just kind of expressed what they were feeling, whether it was frustrations or, um, you know, how we all may be in our heads a little bit. Um, but I think because of that, everybody being so open, expressing their feelings and people being receptive to what was said, that helped kind of change everything, and we really stuck together after that, and that's when we really started to take off. Bryce, can you compare this MVP to the other three? I mean, four is just a remarkable effort, mate, um, and congratulations to you one more time. But it, it seems this year that you've had more attention from the opposition than you've ever had before, and, and maybe not more attention but different attention, and sometimes it's been successful, sometimes it hasn't. But does this... In thinking about that, does that make this MVP even more rewarding because you've been so under the pump? Yeah, I, I think it's very rewarding because of that. Um, one, considering how we had to turn the season around with how we started, 
Um, but yeah, like the the attention definitely ramped up. Uh, the the physicality uh, it definitely went up through the roof as well. I didn't even know that could be possible, considering <laughs> how I've been guarded the last you know however many years out here. But it's ramped up, um, and yeah, to still be able, I guess, to play at the level um, I played at, it's uh, very very special. Mate, one thing that I've noticed this year too, or certainly of, of late, I went to the, the Taipans game, is your work rate off the ball, uh, if it's not working for you on, on any given night, your work rate seems to go up, which creates opportunities for, for your teammates. You were doing so much work, you know, cutting through the key, uh, trying to get through screens and that, which just seemed to open up. It opened up Usher, it opened up Doolittle, it opened up Pinder. It was just a magnificent sacrifice of your own game when you sort of realised what's it's not happening for me right now. I've got to create opportunities for someone else. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's that's what the game is about. You know, you you give it everything you got, and you try to make the reads as quick as you can. And I think for me, because I get a lot of attention, um, sometimes it's a little bit easier for me to, to see somebody who's open because there might be more than one person guarding me at the moment. Very much so. Hey, you made mention last night, uh, interviewed last night, you made mention of Quoll of Cairns. You think that he is within the realms of fair play, uh, a guy who, who guards you the toughest. He doesn't overstep the mark with his physicality. It's genuine basketball fouls, genuine basketball defence. Um, that's a pretty huge tick for him. Um but at the same time, it's a bit of a backhander for a couple of other guys who and and coaching strategies that work against you. Where are you at with the frustration of of the way you're being treated by the opposition, and uh, and how do you work through that, knowing it's probably going to be ramped up now that it's finals time? Um, you just accept it for what it is. Um, it was it was kind of new for me. I think the last maybe four or five weeks of the season, I think the physicality really ramped up. But just like anything else on the court, you know, you experience something, you make adjustments, and then, you know, you get used to it, just like you get used to everything else. So um, I don't really pay too much mind to it anymore. It's just uh, I know what to expect now. Next Generation Award. Uh, I mean, lots of awards and everyone's fitting. And we're not here to poo-poo any, any selections last night. Except this one. Uh, <laughs> the Next Generation Award. Um, and Sam Froling, super young player, great Aussie talent. I'm not too sure what the parameters are for Next Generation Award, but I would imagine that if you're about to be the number one draft pick in the NBA, that you're yeah. probably the player to watch. It's a bit of an future. indication, I would have thought. You're, you're the Next Generation? <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of the same. But I think, Sam, he did a good job just kind of illustrating his point as well, just saying he thinks it would be cool if they can separate the awards as well, like with the next gen and then having um, like a rookie of the year type award Mm -hmm. just to, uh, I guess, keep things a little bit more balanced or whatever. But uh, it's a huge congratulations to Sam. You know, he had a hell of a season, but I I do like the point that he made in his speech about that. Uh, Well answered. Well answered. I would have tipped into that question big time. I would have gone Felix for sure. Bryce has got a headline, mate. mate. He ain't going to be making headlines. He's too smart for us, God. I tell you (laughs) right now. Hey, mate, uh, you've got got pretty much a three-week break now. Is that not a bad thing? I mean, for sides that are on fire, winning, and the momentum is strong, they'd probably want to continue on and and play next week. We've got three weeks off with the FIBA bye and and the the play-in thing. Is that a good time? to have that spell now and, and fine-tune a few things that we obviously need to fine-tune? 
I mean, yeah, that's what you're going to have to treat it as. You know, three weeks is definitely a bit of time. Um, It's going to be good for some teams. It might end up being, you know, might end up being bad depending on how you treat it. But I think for us, it's just finding that balance of making sure we don't get too lazy. But at the same token, you don't overwork yourself during this period either. So just keeping that happy medium going. I'm worried about Ty Webster. I'm really worried about him. He's a lot of time off. There's a lot of beach time for him there. He can get himself into some real trouble, I reckon, in this time. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he'll be good. He's he's soaking up the sun and getting his grounding on. He's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mate, uh, you haven't beaten the Hawks this year. Does that worry me or you or anyone else connected to the Wildcats going into the playoffs? Because that you could be against them. They've got, of course, Illawarra and Tassie have got to play each other. But I'm, I'm a bit concerned. You're 0 for 3 against Illawarra this year. Um, yeah, obviously they've they've done a great job against us in the regular season. But uh, what, what I would say is, you know, the playoffs is the playoffs. And, you know, even if we end up playing against a team that we beat every time all season, I wouldn't feel like it's going to be a cakewalk because the playoffs can be night and day. So, you don't carry in that baggage from the regular season into the playoffs. Uh, any team in it can win it, can't they? I mean, we were rejoicing last week. We thought Sydney were going to miss, but Sydney got yeah, through. Yeah, that disappointed us. Yeah, a really bit. disappointed. We're not worried about them. It's just that they made the playoffs for us. That was <laughs> disappointing for us. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. don't like them. We don't like we them. Don't like them. <laughs> hey, so interesting enough, it is going to be that. It all starts back to zero, isn't it? You all rule a line in, and you uh, now have to find form again. And again, you've got to plan for uh, whoever, because anyone can win this title from here absolutely um you know this league this is probably one of the most competitive seasons i've seen as far as teams go because a team that might be an eighth or seventh seed you know legit could beat anybody in the top four um so the parity of this league has been unmatched this season and it's been a joy i'm sure for fans to watch and it's been fun for us to play because you literally cannot take a game off regardless of who it is Mate, just one off-topic right now. Did you manage to catch the uh, NBA All-Star game? Um, it's turned, From a spectator's point of view, it's turned into junk, Bryce. It used to be the best wanting to really seriously put themselves up against the absolute best in it. Now it's just like, a, well, let, I'll let you show off and then you let me show off. Yeah, so to your point, no, I didn't see the All-Star game in it. That, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, I usually just try to wait uh, until playoffs come around because that's when I feel like it starts to be like the NBA that I used mm. to watch um, when I was a kid or in, in high school. Hey, mate, you, you come home today? Is it, you've been away for a while. You, you get home now and uh, and put your head down? Yeah, so we just have to, me and JR, we got to do a uh, finals uh, promo or something like that. And then after that, we finally get to head to the airport. So um, I'm excited to get on that plane. Yeah, good on you, mate. Four time. Four time, mate. Couldn't be any uh, happier for you and prouder of you. And we're really looking, really looking forward to a uh, fantastic playoffs uh, uh, campaign coming up. Absolutely. Hey, Bryce, appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for joining us on the breakfast show this morning. And we'll see you back here. And we look forward to you uh, firing up the Red Army in the finals campaign. Hi, you guys. Take care. There he is, Bryce Cotton. Thanks to Maccas, Barista Mate, Ice Cold. Drive through for your ice cold uh, coffee favourites at McCafe. Now, that's coffee fit for an Aussie. He's a bona fide superstar, and we're very lucky to have him in red. And congratulations, too, to John Rilly, who got the bronze medal for the Coach of the Year uh, as well last night. Scotty and Goss. Good morning.